Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Making It Nice, the podcast. I am your host, Colleen Buckley, and I'm so excited because once again, yay, I have another guest on the podcast today. I am loving having so many guest speakers, and this one is near and dear to me. I have my friend Jen here today from Sukan Social Media, and Jen and I have been working together in the online space for almost a year now, which is crazy to me. So I'm going to hand it over to Jen. Jen, introduce yourself. Tell us who you are, what you do, and yeah, just fill everyone in. Hello. Thanks for tuning in to all of you. Um, I'm so excited to be on Colleen's podcast. I just love, love, love like working with her in the online space. I'm so glad we have connected and we are literally just like two peas in a pod. So super grateful for this online space and being able to connect to people. And that's really what I want to talk about today is all about, you know, relationships and awesome things that can come from showing up in the online space consistently. So a little bit about me, um, I help business owners attract leads and um, ideal clients through proven engagement strategies. And that is something that I think is very much missed in a lot of people's conversations, a lot of people's businesses. And that is what I really, really love to do. It's taking my love of the human connection along with my love and passion for social media and tying it together so that people can actually make a bigger impact in their business. So my business started, um, I guess, legally a year ago, December 13th is the day it was registered, but it started bit before that. Um, and it kind of happened by chance. I had originally started my business um, as an affiliate marketer. I had started in an MLM um, and I, I loved, you know, the MLM piece. I still do it on the side, but um, it just wasn't creating the traction that I wanted. And so I ended up going to a course, um, I should say a conference in San Diego last year. And I happened to be standing in a coffee line and this lady walked up to me. She didn't have her wallet and couldn't get her beverage. So I bought it for her just out of the kindness of my heart and said, oh, what do you do? And, you know, we had a little chat. And from there, I somehow blurted out, oh, I'm a social media manager. And she said to me, that's exactly what I'm looking for. And she hired me on the spot. And we had a conversation when I got back. And to this day, she is still my client. So, you know, there's definitely lots of things that can come from, you know, being in the right place at the right time for an opportunity. And that is really what set me out on my journey. And uh, I've just been loving every single minute of it. Wait, that is so awesome. I don't, in all the time that I've known you, I don't think I knew the part about buying the person coffee. That's incredible. So, yeah, anybody who's listening, if you work in the online space, you're definitely familiar with a lot of the concepts that Jen just talked about. And if you don't, to give a little background, we basically run our service-based businesses on Instagram. And the way that we connect with our potential clients is just through conversation and that relationship building. And we utilize our Instagram accounts almost as like digital storefronts for what we do. And we've talked to, you know, Jen and I have talked about this metaphor many times that, you know, you consider Instagram to be your digital storefront. So, you know, someone like comes across your Instagram page and they like what they see. That's your storefront, they're window shopping. But where the real impact takes place is the relationship building as if like you were getting customer service when you walk inside a store. So Jen is like the queen of relationship building on Instagram. She has helped so many people utilize just creating genuine conversations in the online space and then leveraging that into making sales. So Jen, where did your 
passion for, so, you know, you started out as a social media and where did this passion for the relationship building piece come from? I think I've always just loved people um, from young age. You know, I've always really just loved spending time with people. That's always been really important to me. And I think one of my love languages is, you know, quality time um, along with, you know, like the acts of service um, and affirmations, which I think all kind of tied together in terms of what you get out of a, you know, relationship. And so for me, um, I think it actually started at a very young age where I had a situation um, with my dad actually, and that relationship was not a good one. And I think it really opened my eyes to um, you know, I, I almost was seeking more people, I guess, to get some of that like validation and stuff. And I think that's where I just really started to dive into people because I was trying to fill something within my soul that just could not be filled. And so, you know, it sounds kind of morbid a little bit, but I think it really did push me to be able to appreciate people and really appreciate the amount of time that people spend. And that's the thing, like in the online space is that people's time is valuable. And so we don't want to be showing up in their DMs and wasting it. You know, um, I think a lot of times now, especially, I don't know, Colleen, you probably see this in your DMs, is people are, um, you know, all of a sudden just word vomiting on you. And it's all about their priorities. And they haven't taken the opportunity to actually do any research or figure out how they can connect to you. And I think that's, you know, kind of counteractive. People end up missing, you know, a huge opportunity with somebody that they might actually be able to work with because they approach it in that way. And so I think my love of path or my love and my passion for relationships is helping people to do better because it comes very naturally to me and I just love people. That's just my thing. Um, I've always been into entertaining. I love big gatherings. Like, you know, I had a huge wedding, um, but it's because I've had those relationships and that's what's important to me, but not everybody has those kinds of skill sets. And so I love being able to help people you know, navigate those relationships and make something happen, you know, with other people where navigating them down that path where people can actually have a conversation and realize that it needs to be a back and forth thing. They need to be curious about the person. They need to contribute, you know, to that conversation. There needs to be some clarity in there around, is this person actually going to be the person that is right for my business and not just shoving their opportunity down their throat and then really being invested in the conversation, getting to know people and then tying that community aspect in that even if somebody decides not to move forward with you now, it's not a no forever and just showing up from the place of I'm a human being, let's connect person to person with no expectation. And that is exactly how my business has been built with, you know, booking out my services and stuff like that. And it's all been relationship based and relationships will take you far. It's not a short term thing. It's a very long term game strategy, but people talk. And so if somebody's had a really good experience with you, they're happy to sing your praises and share about that. And that's often what happens in my business is a lot of referrals. So I think if you can get down that piece of building relationships, really creating connections as a human being, rather than here's my opportunity and I want you to know about it, you will see big shifts in what you can do with your business. Yeah, I totally agree with so many things that you just said. And first of all, the piece I really want to touch on is how you said that you were able to find community that you were looking for in the social media space. And I think a lot of times social media gets this kind of bad rep as like this bad place, essentially. We've talked about the social dilemma and we can recognize that there are a lot of negative aspects to social media. Um, a lot of self-esteem issues can be caused by it with the celebrity influencer and that type of stuff. It's highly addicting. 
However, I think that a lot of us who work in the online space, we can see the positives of social media and the online space far more than we focus on the negatives. You know, for us, we've been able to support our lives by working online full time. We're able to stay home. We're able to make friends. I mean, you're in Canada. I'm in Florida. Like we know people from all over the place. We have this community aspect. We are in a community where people like really build each other up. And I think that's the missing piece for a lot of people who think that social media is just this negative place. And then, you know, for you to talk about, you know, this kind of raises a question for me. You mentioned before that you worked um, with an MLM and that you still do. And then you talked a lot about how a problem that we see in the online space is people are just being cold pitched all over the place. And I, what I have seen, I have not worked with an MLM. I respect network marketers. I respect anybody who's trying to build their own business, but I'm sure you've seen and heard a lot about like the correlation between cold pitching and network marketers. Yeah. And I, I don't feel like it's something that is necessarily taught and I'm not saying it's all MLMs. I'm sure there are some out there who have great leadership, um, you know, that really focus in on how to be able to do this. But I think it's, you know, we're not taught in that aspect until I came into the social media side and really started doing more education around that. As far as my MLM experience, I was just like, Hey, here's this product. Oh, this could help you. Oh, let me cram this down your throat. And, and what I realized was people were not even necessarily interested, or even if they were, I approached it in totally the wrong way. And so I shot myself in the foot and then people were like, ah, maybe I don't want this. Right. You know, if you look at me, um, you know, when you're on stories or anything like that in my babe cave, I have a huge shelf of, you know, products behind me of what I do in the MLM and people will comment on it and be like, I didn't know that you used oils and I didn't know this or, oh, what's your favorite one? Like, it's a good conversation starter. And then at that point, you can have the conversation and say, oh yeah, this one's my favorite. Have you tried this? Or, you know, I think it's just very much about like keeping it conversational and not just being like, bye, bye, bye. Not everybody is going to be your customer or your client. And that's why we have to do some qualifying around that. And I think that's a step that a lot of people end up missing. Don't assume that just because you think that they're somebody that could be interested, that they actually are, or that they could actually benefit from, you know, the service or products that you're offering. And so I think that's something that, you know, is really worthwhile is to figure out how to qualify people and really know, you know, yes, this is a good person that I should continue to pursue. Not to say that you need to pursue them, but keep that conversation going. If you think there is a way for you to potentially help them and come at it from a place of care and concern rather than, Hey, you're a dollar sign. And I just want that in my bank account. I, people can feel your energy. And I just don't feel like that's the best way to approach it. And honestly, when I get a DM or have a conversation with somebody and they're like, Oh, here's my opportunity. It's just like, well, that's nice. Like, you know, if I'm interested, I'll let you know, kind of a thing. Um, but then of course, if I am deciding that I'm interested down the road, that might not be the person that I'm interested in going to, because they're probably going to push and push and push. I would find somebody that I have more of a relationship with that, you know, really treated me like a human being where, you know, we have that connection and that I would want to support their business. Right. That makes total sense. Like I love the concept of continuing conversation with someone without any expectation that they will become a client ever. They might never do that. But if you continue to just have that genuine interest as a human being and just like a building a friendship, you don't know what can happen down the road. And 
you know, we laugh about it a lot, especially in our online space about the classic, hey girl messages. And, you know, we all make a joke about it, but I do think you're right. I think sometimes people who start off in network marketing, if they have not made it into the online space that we're in, where we kind of know, like, that's not the way to do it. They're kind of being, you know, put to start at like a disadvantage because they're basically being told just like, Hey, reach out to anyone and everyone and send them this cold pitch. And you're exactly right. Like it is such a turnoff for me if someone pitches me something and they have no idea if I'm a good fit or if I'm interested. Like I had someone message me about weight loss products while I was pregnant. And I'm like, you clearly didn't do your research. And had you had a conversation with me or even looked at my profile, you would have known that I'm not the best fit for that product right now. So I think a lot of times it's just like, how can we get people to be better at how they're starting these conversations and building those relationships? And that's again, like what you're known for. So aside from social media services, what else does your business offer? Tell us a little bit about what exactly you do day to day and what your offers are. Yeah. So, um, day-to-day client work. So I have a full-blown social media management agency, um, and the items that will often come through there will be, um, you know, social media management, the whole nine yards, the strategy, the hashtags, the copywriting, the images, all of that. Um, then from there, I also do some coaching where I do strategy sessions. Um, I can also do, um, you know, couple of week coaching or a couple of month coaching where we really work, you know, together hand in hand and you have my brain and eyeballs on your business to help be able to support you so that you can create a social media strategy that will help you stand out in the sea of people doing the same exact thing from you. And it's not often, you know, what you're doing, it's how you approach it. And that's how you can often stand out in the crowd of of people doing the same exact thing. Um, The other thing that I get a lot of requests for is lead generation and um, relationship nurturing. So particularly if you are having a launch, sometimes your audience really needs to be warmed up. Um, you know, if you're looking to have more people come into your audience, cause maybe you don't have the right fit for in, you know, for what you're going to launch, being able to find those people and having those connections is definitely something that I spend a lot of time doing. And I think it's important to point out that even with those, you know, services, there is still some work that has to go in behind the scenes. I can open every conversation under the sun. I can keep it going, but if you can't continue that on, on your own and pivot the conversation to eventually into some kind of a business conversation, then we're just going to be spinning our wheels. So a little bit of what my um, engagement services actually is, is guiding my clients a little bit on like, hey, here's how you could approach this situation. Now this person might be a good fit. Here's how you can approach it. And it's always mind blowing to me that these things that I find very easy to do and do on a daily basis is just not something that even my clients have thought about. And so I think it's really about, you know, the message that they can share with them to be able to connect to them again, kind of through that storytelling piece, um, you know, and bonding with them over common things and then figuring out, you know, with a few questions, is this the right fit for me? Could I help you? And I think the important thing with that is that even when you have those conversations, as I said before, um, if somebody says no, don't just fall off the face of the earth and never speak to them again. That relationship still needs to be nurtured because otherwise they're going to feel exactly like they are a number. And you never know. No just means no right now. It doesn't mean no a year from now, two weeks from now, 
a month from now, whatever that is, somebody just may not be ready yet, or they haven't felt like they've built that, you know, know, like, and trust with you. And they're going to watch for a while. People are lurkers. They love to watch without saying anything. And then somebody will just come out of the woodwork. This happens to me on a very regular basis and say, Hey, I've been lurking for a while. I really want to work with you. How can I get started? What's going on? You know, so continue to keep those relationships up, even if it means not coming from a business standpoint, because you just never know when somebody will be looking for exactly what you offer. I think that's so right too, that like a lot of people think that social media managers in whatever capacity they're working in. So if they're writing content, if they are doing engagement, whatever it may be, a lot of people have this idea that social media managers are waving a magic wand that generates new business. And at the end of the day, we can help supplement a business by creating unique and eye-catching content, by generating those leads, warming up conversations. But what it really comes down to is what are you selling? Because like you said, you know, I could have a million conversations for a business owner doing their engagement, but if people don't like what they're selling, if they haven't really thought about their ideal client with their offer, there's nothing that I can do about that. Even if I'm creating like the most bomb ass content ever. And the same thing can be said with that engagement piece that you were talking about. You can warm up a bunch of leads, but if the business owner can't actually make the sale, then what's it all for? And so I think social media managers get this kind of like, I don't know, like I think people just expect so much from them. That's not necessarily related to what we actually do. So I think that's really interesting. And for those of you who don't know, Jen and I, we co-host a free Facebook group that is meant for um, generally, you know, female business owners who are running service-based or even product-based businesses on Instagram. And we get a lot of questions like this too, though. Like, how do I pivot a conversation from personal to sales? How do I talk about business with somebody? How do I know that somebody is a warm lead? Um, and Jen and I were so great at co-hosting a Facebook group together because we have really different perspectives on things and they just go together so well. Like I can really look at something and break it down strategically. And Jen is like the heart centered relationship builder. And yeah, we've just been able to create this community that's super empowering and helpful for so many people that's free. Um, and it's just so collaborative. So obviously, you know, I love running that Facebook group with you. Yeah. I love having you in there too. It's so good. And like you said, we kind of play off of each other, right? Like, and, and that's the beauty of it. Like we love being in that group, the triple S success squad on Facebook. And, you know, we have, you know, a, a very close knit group of ladies in there and everybody is in there cheering each other on supporting one another. And again, it ties back to that community piece and building those relationships. And so, you know, none of us in this online space really have met each other. There's a handful of people that I met last year, totally separate from my social media business who are in there. But besides that, none of us have really even got the opportunity thanks to Corona, you know, um, not being able to actually go and meet people. So it's a really great opportunity to be able to network and connect with people who are on a similar journey to you. I know sometimes it can be challenging if you have a spouse or a friend or a family member, you know, that doesn't fully get it because they've not walked that path. Everyone in this group is doing something business related and understands all of the ups, downs, the challenges, the wins that go on as a business owner. And it's just a really great place to be able to, like Colleen said, ask questions 
questions, feel that support, get some of that strategy in place along with the building of relationships and tying it all together in a nice package so that you can make the biggest impact for your community with your business. Yeah. And obviously, like you just said, you know, we can talk about the perks of having our own business all the time. Like I love being home. I love that you and I are on this call right now and I'm in my pajamas. I love that I'm home with my son. You love that you're not stuck at your nine to five that gave you so much stress. Like we love all those things, but it's still not all rainbows and butterflies and having that community support of people who completely understand that is so key. And since you mentioned Corona, obviously we are living in a super interesting year where we've seen coronavirus play out and the effects that that has had on people and their business. And obviously currently the election in the United States. So let's chat a little bit about the Instagram policy that we saw on Instagram come into play because of, um, the election, how they are not showing recent hashtags on posts. What's your take on that? Um, so I totally understand the perspective of it. In, in 2016, Instagram got themselves into a bit of trouble with what they were doing as far as marketing. It was Facebook as well, because obviously they're co-owned. Um, but yeah, they, they kind of, you know, went into uncharted territory, which caused, I guess, what people thought was bigger problems. So this year, I think they were trying to be more proactive with it. And as a result of it, they, you know, shut off these, um, you know, the recent tab on the hashtags for the U.S. population only. So in Canada right now, um, you know, the U.S., the, um, sorry, not the U.S., the U.K., like wherever else, it's not being impacted. So I think, honestly, um, you know, false news spreads really, really fast. And Fortunately, there's only so much that, you know, their API and their software on the back end can catch. And I think, you know, fast, or I should say fake news travels way faster than real news kind of a thing. And it's something that can, you know, sway a lot of people in terms of what needs to be done. And in the online space, I'm guilty of this too. You know, sometimes we share something and we've not actually fact checked it. So I think for Instagram um, purposes, I think it's good that they've done that. I feel like they probably could have done it a little sooner than just, you know, a few days before and kind of halted a whole bunch of that. Um, but you know what, as a business owner, it, you know, has created, I think, some challenges in some people's minds around this. But I also want to say that I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing. I think this is an opportunity for people to go back to those basics. What is social media about? It's about being social. Sure. There's, you know, a ton of visibility that comes with using the right hashtags and having the strategy. But if you're not doing the basics on there, you can put out the best content in the world. You can get it in front of the most eyeballs and you're still not going to be able to convert. So in my mind, you know, it takes it back to, you know, really spending time with your community. I had a conversation over the weekend with somebody from the U.S. and you know, she was panicking that her engagement had gone down. And I said, you know, spend time with your community, go through your DMs and pick up conversations. Um, you know, if you want to post, post. If you don't want to post, then don't. Take it as an opportunity for a break, you know, rework your strategy. But remember that there's other people around the world who are still not impacted by this. It's strictly the U.S. So I think it's an opportunity to go back to basics and, you know, really rethink why are you on social media? How can you create connections with people and create that person-to-person -person experience and it feel good and be good for them? And, you know, the hashtags will come back on. It's one of those things. Instagram, it's always changing. There's nothing absolute about it. They hardly ever confirm anything, um, you know, so it's a little bit of a roller coaster ride. But if you have a solid strategy in place, that shouldn't cause anything to, you know, 
make your business off, you know, run off the rails. And if that's what's happened, then we need to get you working on a different, you know, marketing strategy because there's so much more that needs to go into it. Um, hashtags, you know, not being on should not derail your entire business. Yeah. A hundred percent. Like it's not the end all be all. And I love how, of course, for you, it comes back to exactly what we've been talking about this entire episode, which is relationship building, just focusing on talking to people. And, um, I was, you know, you guys, I was talking to Jen yesterday and we were having a little chat about this and, you know, in light of Instagram, trying to make it so that false information is not spread. And in light of fake news, um, it's really kind of cool actually to see how some social media platforms are adapting to this to try to slow down the spread of false news. So my upstate New York people where I'm from will appreciate this. I was on Twitter and I saw a tweet and it was not about anything political. It was not about anything super important. It said friendlies, the restaurant chain had filed for bankruptcy again. And if you're from where I'm from, you know, friendlies was like the spot. You always wanted an ice cream sundae or you wanted to go eat with your friends at friendlies. So naturally I wanted to retweet it. And before I did, Twitter actually gave me a notification that was like, headlines can be misleading. If you'd like to like read the article essentially before retweeting, we encourage you to do so. So they're actually prompting people to read before they retweet. And again, I was like, well, okay, it says friendly's filed for bankruptcy. I'm just gonna retweet it. But I just couldn't believe that they're prompting people to do that. I thought it was an awesome thing. So. I definitely agree with you. I think Instagram is making the right move. Um, maybe it was the last minute decision, but yeah, maybe a little heads up would have been, would have been kind of nice. Um, so another thing you guys, obviously, like I said, Jen is in Canada. So a lot of things that have happened this year in the United States, including, uh, the United States reaction to COVID and the election that is happening right now. And this hashtag, incident on Instagram, it's really interesting to hear her perspective from another country. So Jen, I really appreciate all your perspective on this stuff. Yeah, you're so welcome. I think too, like, you know, we may not be living, breathing it ourselves, but you know, we're still an ally to the United States. And so whatever goes on there still has an impact with, you know, many other countries as well. And so, you know, something else we saw this year that was, you know, Black Lives Matter, you know, there was huge support from Canadians and stuff like that. And we, we tend to be very multicultural, you know, that kind of a thing. But it was so nice to see other, you know, communities get on board and really be present and support those people who were going through things, you know, and 2020 has been a year, <laughs> to say the least. But the other thing I want to say too, is that, you know, taking it back to the relationship piece, I know it can be scary to have conversations with people. And sometimes we just don't even know what to do. So I just wanted to leave you with a couple of um, examples of maybe how you could actually get into the DMs of people and, you know, not feel weird about it. So one tactic that, um, you know, I would say is a really good way to approach it is to comment on their story. Think of stories as, you know, opening icebreakers. You know, if you were at a party, say you're at the cheese, uh, you know, the table, there's, you're at a party and there's a table, you got the cheese tray, got your glass of wine. You know, sometimes you would see somebody there and you wouldn't just walk up to them and be like, hey, this is my business. You should buy this. If you've never met them before, it's like, woo, run, run for the hills, you know, but in the online space, that's what people are doing. And so in my thought process, when we were able to still gather and actually get together at parties, um, you know, you might ask that girl, oh, where did you get that dress from? Or, oh, what are you, what, 
brand of wine are you drinking or something like that. So stories is kind of like that opportunity in the online space for you to be able to open the conversation naturally because they've already given you a conversation topic to start with. So look there, see if there's something that they're sharing about that you can relate to. You know, are they, are they talking about a favorite TV show and maybe you love that as well? Did they just share that they went on a vacation somewhere and maybe that's on your bucket list or do you have family there? Figure out a way that you can somehow connect genuinely to that conversation with them and use that as an in to um, you know, start the conversation and see what resonates and carry that on. The other piece that you can do is to send a message to somebody who recently commented on your post. So you know, if they've started something, made a comment about whatever your post was about, circle back to them in the DM and say, hey, like, thanks for taking the time to comment. I really appreciated your perspective about this. Or maybe you, know, you shared about whatever kind of tools you use in your business and you were asking other people for um, recommendations, you know, like, oh, should I get onto Vibsado or not kind of a thing. You can then circle back into the DMs and say, hey, you know, I saw you comment that you used Dubsado. You know, is this something that I could, you know, ask you a few more questions about? Most people, if they know that you're just coming at it from, you know, a very organic place, they're happy to have that conversation. And then now you're bonded over something else, you know? So I don't feel like it needs to be something that is like complete rocket science. Just approach it and when you go into these conversations, leave the conversation with a question at the end of whatever your piece is. Because sometimes people just don't know what to say. You're like, hey, how's it going? Um, you know, and then somebody all of a sudden is like, oh, I'm good. You know, if they don't ask you how things are back, your conversation is essentially dead in the water, right? So figure out a way to be able to ask them, you know, something at the end of every piece that you're having a conversation about so that then they have an opportunity to reply back. Will everybody reply back? Absolutely not. But you've at least given the opportunity for them to say something and then you continue to be curious and contribute to the conversation. And that will take you leaps and bounds as far as building those relationships in the online space. Those are such amazing tips and are going to be so helpful for anybody who's listening and has been potentially dealing with some of those struggles. So I think this has been such an amazing conversation about the importance of relationship building in the online space. Anybody listening, Jen is your go-to girl for this. So Jen, where can people find you on social media? So you can find me um, on Instagram at Sukan Social Media. Colleen will likely drop something there so you can spell it properly. <laughs> I'm also on Facebook in the Facebook group, the uh, Triple S Success Squad. Uh, my website is Sukan Social Media. And if you are struggling with, you know, really creating an online presence, if you're wanting to build more relationships, if you want to, you know, attract, engage, and secure clients, I also offer a course the Client Attractor Formula. Um, it's a self-study course. It's got so many juicy bits in it that have really helped other business ladies, you know, get in front of their ideal audience, create those relationships and secure them. That can also be found on my website where you can send into my DMs and I can give you more information about it. All right, you guys. So like Jen said, I will absolutely be sure to tag her, her website, our Facebook group and everything on the podcast Instagram. So Jen, the question that I'm asking all of my guests before they go and I probably already know your answer, but I'm going to ask you anyway, in light of keeping routine. So it's been a long day. You're ready to sit and relax, probably to watch some Grey's Anatomy. What drink are you pouring for yourself? Oh, hands down a glass of wine. My favorite go-to wine right now is a red. It is JP Chenet. It's French and it is so dang good. So if you haven't tried it, be sure to check it out. Yeah. So just to leave you guys with one more thing, along with being the queen of relationship building, Jen is the queen of wine and charcuterie, just so you know. <laughs> Jen, thank you so much. This was so much fun. 
you guys, everything will be tagged over on the Instagram and I'll see you next time on the next episode of making it nice. Thanks for having me.